All right, so uh, welcome everybody to our one-on-one episode. I am Ralph from Fifth Ward Media, Our Party Entertainment, and I'm here with my boy uh, Andres, aka Dre. So, what's going on? Say hello to the good people. What's Tell good, people my, who you are. My beautiful peoples of Linden. Uh, my name is Andres. I am from Linden, New Jersey. I'm Colombian, and I'm a film producer and screenwriter. You have to throw that in there, you know. Try to be. <laughs> it's a it, what? It's gotta, a flex. It's a flex. Got to let people know we're we're minorities in this piece. Um. So yeah. So today, you know, we just sit down, kick it, have people get to know you a little bit more. Who me? <laughs> oh, we got the Henio. Hey yo. <laughs> nah, I've I've known this kid since he was he was a young, and he's actually my brother's best friend. We went to DR together. That shit was crazy. <laughs> no, that's my brother. Yeah, that's my brother in that picture. But we, we, we had, we had, we had a good time in in DR. Shit got real crazy. Real quick. Um, but yeah, so we're you know gonna kick it today. Um, yeah, there's something real special. <laughs> So how did you get how did you get your start like in in the industry you're in now? Just you know, with so, the filmmaking. So I've been waiting tables my whole life since I was like fourteen. Like I, I wanted to buy some Jordans and my dad was like, I'm not paying for that shit. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna go wait tables and make that money. And um one time there was this guy, he was like recording the restaurant and I just went up to him and I asked him, I was like, Yo, what kind of lens is that? And he told me. And from there I just started working with him. And he does like videography stuff around Jersey, he does like weddings and all that short stuff. Oh, but, nice, um, okay. I always love filming ooh. It's fine. He's always late. It's okay. Hey, Good. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> what, up? what the fuck? I don't know. What was I saying? You said uh, you saw a guy filming in a restaurant. Yeah, he was filming in a restaurant, and then he was just like, yo, you want to work with me? I was like, I, I'll work with you. But uh, I love movies since I was a kid, man. You know, like, my first love is music, and after that, it was just movies. And um, I never really decided to pursue it until I was in college. You know, I was just like, I don't want to be an engineer anymore. My family's full of engineers. You know, my brother's an engineer. My cousins are all engineers. And I was like, you know, fuck this shit. I'd rather do something I love instead of just... And, but he was a major push, though. Working with him was made me realize, you know, I could do this as, as a profession, as a career. Nice. So I just started going with it. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, so how, would you cl- how do you classify, like, your taste in film? Like, Oof, that's hard. I like, uh, I like foreign shit. Very independent, very like low, low budget. You like artsy stuff. shit, like artsy shit, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I love the Marvel movies too. I love like Interstellar and stuff like that. There's like, you, like both of them can coexist for you. No, they can, they can. But fuck Scorsese. No, I'm joking. No, nah, no, nah, never fuck Scorsese. That. I that, never, but... never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because you know you see that a lot with with directors who you know, especially the the higher brow directors, yeah. they kind of shit on the blockbuster. But it's like you know what? If it wasn't for the blockbuster. Studios wouldn't be giving you any money to make exactly. your small film. Exactly, you need the blockbusters to survive. Blockbusters is what gets the middle budget and the low budget films made. That's that's facts. that's what pays the that's bills. Facts. You guys don't pay the bills. That's what brings the money in. That's how you all these films get made. You know, like Iron Man three. Girls like what was it, like it was billion, like exactly billion, billion. And that's that's where the money for Wolf of Wall Street came out. Really, Scorsese's never gonna say that though. You see what I mean? But that wasn't the same studio though. No, but it was the same producer. It was the same executives. He left Paramount and he went to whatever made Wolf of Wall Street. 
and that's how they got that movie made. Oh, I wasn't aware. No, so then it can't be Wolf because they both came out the same year. No, I'm pretty sure it was Wolf. I don't know. It can't be Iron Man 3. It had to be either one or two because Paramount worked on the first couple ones, but by three, it was already just Disney. It might have been Iron Man 2. Either one or two. Yeah. That I can, I know that because the distribution was Paramount. Exactly. At that point. You know, all these old heads, they're just mad at their movies that are making money. And, you know, Marvel's taking everything. That's just the business right now, man. You know, superhero movies are just taking over. Okay. So do you dabble in like photography or do you just do straight videography? Like, yo, it's so funny when you say that because it's like, there's so many people that are videographers or like filmmakers, but when you ask them, yo, take a picture of me, they're like, I don't know how to do that. They're like a deer Isn't in that headlights. weird? Yeah, like they know how to compose like a shot and how to movement and all that stuff, but like they suck at taking pictures. And a lot of videographers aren't photographers, which is like really ironic, but a lot of photographers can become videographers. Yeah. How many cameras do you own? Keep it real. Dang. A lot. Do you have like a, a you know, like <laughs> for me, I'll, sp- I'll spend money on like, you know, comic book collectibles. Yeah. When it comes to like your craft, do you have, is there something oh, yeah, where dude. you like, I have, I have lenses that I spend like thousands on that I'm probably never going to use. Gee, really? Yeah, and I put them on like Facebook market and they're just like, they, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But right now I have three cameras. The most I ever had at one point was five. Sheesh. Yeah. And I got fucking my, just one. That's it. She's beautiful though. Oh, no, no. I want to buy those. Those 30 millimeters that you just click and it goes off. I want those. Yeah. I heard on eBay you could find. It's like yeah. e- easy to find them, but they're expensive. Like people who have them will sell them for a couple thousand dollars. Facts. You could bid on those too if you want. I forgot what it's called. It's like it's like the Canon Power or something, but it's like $800. Just start bidding on it. Everything else is like overly expensive. So if you, you know, for somebody getting, like if somebody wanted to get started in, you know, film, you know, What's the, like, how do you go, how do, would somebody go about that process? Because, you know, obviously the equipment is very expensive. Oh, hell yeah. Well, you know, you could either go to school mm-hmm. or start working. Do it but, like freelance. Exactly, freelance. But if you go to school, you will have the equipment from closer the school. To the mic. You will have the equipment from the school to make your movies. It's like what they say, like, you don't go to film school to learn. You go to make connections and use the equipment. So if I was like, if I was just starting like right now, right now, I'd probably go to school. Mm. And get like just use all their shit and make my stuff and then take off from there, because then you learn everything you need. Like instead of just like randomly buying lights and cameras on Amazon, you know exactly what you want, what fits you, like your style, yeah, and stuff like that, and you go for that. Is there stuff that maybe you feel you didn't learn in school, like you know that you learned in out of school that you could have been like eh, maybe school wasn't super necessary? Oh hell yeah, one hundred percent. You <laughs> you learn like, more you learn more out of school or in school? Oh, uh, definitely out of school. Being on set, you learn a lot day to day. You know, things right. things fuck up all the time. Like not everything goes according to schedule, and you don't learn that in school. And that's like any job, to be honest with you. Like when you're a surgeon, you don't prepare for somebody's spinal fluid to start going crazy out of nowhere. They don't teach you that kind of shit. Well, they probably do, but you guys know what I mean. When it comes to the process, because um, you did say you know you film and the screenwriting, which one do you prefer, one to the other, or do you like them equally? So when it comes to filmmaking, everybody wants to be a director and writer. It's a given. Okay. But when you realize that your talents aren't there, it's a really, really tough pill to swallow. Okay. So I, don't, I hate saying it, but like I'm a way better producer than I am anything else in, in filmmaking. Oh, okay. Like way better producer than I'm a you're more, You're better behind us. Okay. Yeah. I'm better at organizing everything, at hiring the people, at just like location scouting, all that stuff. 
Well, speaking of all that, you actually have a project that you've been working yeah, on, I have. Yeah. a passion project. Um, I've seen some of the stuff online. I know you guys have like you crowdsourced some of the funds, right? Yeah. So t- tell me a little bit more about that. So literally right when the pandemic ended, we started working on this film called DNA. It's about this boxer named Mike. He's Spanish. And he had a career ending injury that made him just like drop his whole passion all at once. Eesh. And he's working his office job that like he just doesn't want to work anymore. And he hates his life. And he's like depressed and like anxious and all this stuff. And what's crazy about the film is that, like, depression and anxiety, there are actual characters in the film. So they're, like, actual people, like, haunting over him in every single situation. Oh, so the people are acting as the emotions. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. And um, we started this project, like, literally a year from right now. And we were just paying for the whole thing out of pocket. Like, we just literally cold turkey the whole shit. And then we, after the summer, this past summer, we were like, yeah, we're out of fucking money. What are we going to do now? So we crowdfunded it, and it was successful. We made the money that we needed for the film. And we're scheduling to finish it in early early January, early mid-January. And to release, ne- obviously, next yeah, year. You right don't know when, though, season. right? Oh, you don't fest- know when, no. But festival season usually starts at fe- in February and ends in May. So once we submit to all that, we'll drop the film publicly. Oh, nice. So it's probably going to be like a May drop. Oh, okay. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know you did. You have other people that you work with on on that project, correct? It's yeah. not just you. You, it's like it's a team, right? That you yeah, guys it's a whole had. team. We're called D Twenty Pictures. You can follow us on Instagram, D Twenty Pictures. And um, we all went to film school together in New York. We went to this trade school called Digital Film Academy. Okay, and it was like hor- it was fucking horrible. It was like the worst thing ever. It was such a waste of time, and money. That so I always cool. tell my partners like I paid nine k to meet you and nine k to meet him. Shit, and like we're just working together right now. We've been going at it since we left or quote unquote graduated. Like the you know. But, um, yeah, we just go at it, man. We were doing freelance stuff for a while, but then we realized that, like, we didn't really care. Like, we didn't care to make people's music videos or, like, you know, make somebody's wedding video. We don't want to hear the bride's shit about, oh, like, I didn't like this, isn't that. We just want to make, like, our films, like, our narratives and stuff. So that's why you kind of uh, transitioned over more to just doing that, yeah. right? Working on your on what you guys want to work on instead of working for other people or getting exactly. hired to do shit. Exactly. Okay, I, I can respect that because there's... Sometimes we're just like, fuck that shit. I'd like, rather literally. do my own thing. I mean, by all means, if like one of my boys hit me up saying like, yo, can you make a video for my parents' wedding or for this or for yeah. that? I'd, I'd do it. But I wouldn't take a new client out of nowhere again and just, you know, make shit for them. <laughs> just like I'm still waiting for my DR video. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> it's a work in progress. I mean, you know, I had to give you shit about it. <laughs> but um, no, this film, it's like, it's so deep to all of us because literally everybody on the crew we all have like our own experiences and testimonies on mental health and stuff like that. So when we started making this film, we knew that was, we knew it was costing us money as we were making it, but we didn't care because of how much we cared about it and how good the performances were from the actors. Like Will Martinez, Paul R. Gonzalez, Timothy McCormack, they were just like phenomenal the whole way through. And I really can't wait for people to watch the film so they can see how good they were. Nah, I, I want to see it because I feel like I saw something you guys posted yeah. and I liked what I saw. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And I know you, I saw you, di- you've done like, you did other projects while you were in school or whatever. And I, those, I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. And I know you did a lot of things that kind of brought you out of your comfort zone. I remember there was one project you said, like, this is something that brought, you know, something I wasn't familiar with. It was out of my zone, but you still, like, not nah, you buckled down and you still did it. Yeah. That was actually, we were assigned as like our final project. To make a film about something you know nothing about, like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was that. So was I was like, right, I'm a minority because I'm Spanish, you know, I have ADHD, I have this, I have that, I know rich people, I know poor people. Like, what's something I don't know about? And then I was eating one day and I saw this dude, like, I thought it was a dude, but it was, it was a, he's a girl now. Okay. 
And I was just like, that's the one thing I know nothing about. Like LGBT. The trans community. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's that shit. I was just like, I don't know what dick about that shit. So I went on Facebook and with this guy I went to high school with, he turned into, you know, he's a transgender woman now. And I hit him up and I asked him, I was like, hey, I have to make a film about something like this. Like, can I interview you and can we get this going? And he and she was, I'm sorry. She was like, I'm still getting used to it, obviously. She was like, uh, yeah, of course. And she sat down with me. You know, we interviewed, like, I interviewed her and she had, like, she answered, like, amazingly. I wrote the script and we literally shot the film the week when everything shut down. Like, we shot on Monday and Tuesday and, like, on Wednesday, that's when, like, everything just, like, yeah, everything just gone. Sheesh. Yeah. And I shelved the film for about a year and then I gave it to one of the editors that I met, I, like, throughout the process. And he's been working on it so far. But it's, it's literally a work in progress. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that one, too, because it, it looks like something interesting, especially for somebody. Like you said, you knew nothing about that, but you dove in and it's like, all right, let me see where where to start, where to go yeah. and do all that. Now, back to the passion project that you the short film. What was your role in it? Did you do the directing? Did you write? I was just I was literally straight producing the whole. Thing. Oh, you, you yeah, produced. Yeah. OK, so I came on the project as like a, I was just like a hand. I was like a lighter and gaffer on the yeah. project. And it got to the point where it was just a lot of shit that we were dealing with. You know, it was like locations, getting everybody together, the budget of everything. So I told Quay because he was directing and producing it. I was like, let me help, let me help you produce this. So he literally just like handed handed the whole textbook over to me, and um, I basically been taking over since that, just producing everything. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been kind of weird. It's kind of like you know, location scouting, and it's like people don't want to rent their Airbnbs. Where are we going to shoot this? Where are we going to shoot that? Who's getting paid tomorrow? Well, yeah, because when you rent the Airbnb, you have to let them know that you're doing something like. Oh, right? it's a whole contract you have to make for them, so they can really? sign it, like liability, everything, man, the whole shit. nine yards. Because if you break some shit, it's like, it's and a lot of Airbnbs they wanted like a thousand dollar deposits to film there, and was, you know we yeah. couldn't throw that money down at the time. Uh, fuck, I'm, I'm gorilla shooting that from now on. I'm like, nah, we're not, we're not doing that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it hits that point sometimes where you're just like, let's just gorilla, let's just like gorilla stand somewhere and just start fucking doing it. Because do you guys like, do you, do you, do you get shit from like you know when you do do that? If you're like filming without permits and oh, all the time, stuff. especially in New York, man, you're filming in some random park and the cops will come up and they'll ask you, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, and what are you permit? And you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then most of them will just like cut you some slack and tell you to leave in like 10 minutes. But you would much rather have the permission and be there all day instead of just like being in the middle of a shoot and then somebody comes and just be like, sir, down. sir, stop the recording. Nope. I'm you like, get no. too much to give me shit right now. Like, <laughs> now, nah, you know what? Let's, let's jump in into, you know, a few. A few little, you know, fun stuff that we could talk about. So, I know you're a big movie person. I've been to the movies with you a few times. We went to go see French Dispatch, which I enjoyed. I like that. Yep. Obviously not his best, but nah, hell, I still enjoyed it. It was pretty good, though. Give me your, like, top five films of all time. That is so hard. All right, or give me three. Five. All right, first thing to keep in mind is The Party. All around. That's like a film I could put on any time of day, and it's just like I'm right in it. No matter what scene it is, or it could be the ending, the beginning. I could just like I love put the it on and I'll watch the whole way through. The Departed's a good movie. Departed's great. Um, I hate to be cliche. I hate millennial hipsterism and all this shit, but Pulp Fiction is definitely the, one of the GOAT film for me. That's like up there. Pulp Fiction's amazing. Um, Forrest Gump, of course. <laughs> Everybody loves Forrest Gump. Let's see. Oh, there, That's three. That's three. I recently met somebody who had never seen, who never watched Forrest Gump. Is he here right now? No, 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 no. You know who she is. That's crazy. 
<laughs> oh, that was that was a whole recurring theme on one of our episodes. Yo, that's actually but no theory. That's no, a good, no, no. Nah, you're not wrong though, because because you're more likely to get hepatitis C when you when you shoot up than you are to get AIDS. Nah, he's up to something, yo. <laughs> I never thought about that shit. She was giving a waka waka, right? That's what she. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, but no, it's someone else that we know. Who? She used. You know who she is. Oh, really? Yeah, she never. I gave her so much shit because she never knew a lot of movies. I'm just like, yo, I told my brother, this bitch on my house, yo. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, it's okay to be in culture with movies because it's more exciting, you know? It's like, you never knew this, but now that you're discovering it, it's like amazing. That's right, so we have, music. we got Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction. I said something else. What did I say? The Departed. The Departed. That's three. All right. I got to go to my independent side. Let's see what I, what I love from these. Surprisingly, man, seven. Oh, I like that. Seven. And the fifth spot, this just came to mind. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, the spotless mind. That movie's phenomenal. That's my to me. top ten. Yeah. That, like movie's that, movie. great. that movie's fucking great. But like my, my top ten list that, that fluctuates every week, man. You know, like I just watch so much shit all the time that I'm just I just fall in love with different things every week and different genres and stuff like that. Do you have a favorite like genre that you Show a little more preference to? Yeah, it's this thing. It's this. It's an Italian concept. It's called neorealism. And basically, those kind of movies, you know, like for example, an American action film. If you're watching the plane fly in the sky, it crashes, and then somebody comes saves it, and then somebody comes and destroys it again. A okay. neorealist film, you just watch the plane fly, and that's it. It's like a Dana life, very simple, very basic kind of things. Oh, okay. I feel like I've yeah. seen films that do stuff like that. Yeah. Her, her could be you know you've seen her right yeah that could the, be considered a neorealist Spike Jones is yeah. oh he's different bro he's a genius or um Lost in Translation could be neorealist too because it's That's like day to day boring shit a good movie you ever seen a, a ghost story ghost story no I don't think I have yeah. but in that movie they spend like a like five minutes on one shot just as a girl eating a pie hmm. yeah and most people would be like this shit's boring as hell why am I watching this but like when you get to sink in the moment it makes it, it makes you feel special okay. that's what films become real life to me who's your That's favorite cool. director of all time <laughs> Um, Kubrick, man, Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, yeah, right. Kubrick. He he makes you think, he makes you feel, he makes you wonder, like days and days and days on the same thing over and over and over, and you never get the answers to it. So it's like he just keeps you going. What's your favorite Kubrick film? Damn, probably not The Shining, not 2001, A Clockwork Orange. You guys ever seen that? Ever heard of that? <laughs> orange clockwork orange yeah. that's that is that's that's a very that's old 70s, movie. 70s movie no it's, it's really fucked up and yeah. a lot of kinds of, it's like racist sexist like everything all at once yeah <laughs> Chris, american psycho american psycho yeah yeah it's the same it's the same thing same concept beating the shit out of everybody for no reason and stuff like that <laughs> What happened? Nineteen forty. I'm like nineteen thirty. No, he's not. <laughs> he's like, you gonna listen to it, right? <laughs> Who's your favorite actor? Oh fuck! Right now, Leo, man, Leo, Leo's the greatest of this generation. So Famer, uh, Christoph Waltz is pretty good too. I like watching his movies. Director wise, for me, actually, no, fuck that. What's the name of that guy that played a uh, Druig in Eternals? Yes, I know. I don't know his name. Oh man, but Barry something. He's, he's great, phenomenal dude, he's good, man. He's good. So transcendent. 
So director for me, I know I'm a big Scorsese fan. Oh hell yeah! Give me give me Scorsese. Uh, who's another one that I like? Actually, like I like Denzel as a director. Denzel's pretty good. He's very theatrical when he directs. If, 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 I don't know. He's if very you, yeah. yeah. And then acting wise, I is great. He's one of the best African African American yeah. actors. I of think all time. I might go. Like, Denzel, Leo, or Mahershala Ali. Mahershala is nice, bro, and like he's young too, so it's like there's a lot more to come with him. All right, let's see what else can we. Oh, what? So, what's your main? Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we all have like our main goal. What's your like with the film industry? What What would be like the number one thing you would want to? be doing as a career because uh, obviously in the film there's so many different things you could do as yeah. we've discussed you know screenwriting producing all that stuff probably write and direct man you know that's mm-hmm. this is like the you have the full control and it's your vision of what you're trying to say what story you want to tell and stuff like that you want to do some 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 indie stuff exactly some indie stuff win a couple of win a couple of oscars one day represent linden we out here in new jersey <laughs> all the filmmakers from new york but linden got some talent too so no no two hundred million dollar blockbuster. I'll do Spider Man. <laughs> not <laughs> I'd do Spider Man. You do, do a Spider Man film? Yeah. I do Spidey. You, you, Spidey or bad? I do Batman too. See, I feel like those are hard because of the communities they're attached to. The comic book community will judge you so harshly. That's why there's a lot of community. There's a lot of like directors or even writers who will stay away from them. They like the movies, but a lot of times when they transition into doing them. Their movies don't come out the best because they try to do. They try to make it more of like a movie, movie like a film instead of like a, a comic book movie. And sometimes yeah. they forget certain elements of the comic book movie. That's why Chloe Zhao got crap for Eternals. For Eternals. I love Eternals though. I did too. Eternals was fire, if you ask me. But a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, it was kind of a like lot Nolan. of people didn't like it. Nolan didn't know shit about Batman or the Dark Knight, but what he just Nolan... grabbed like the basic the basic characteristics of it and just made a film, made three films out of it actually. Yeah, well, he... the third one he was that was more pressure from the studio. Yeah, because like you do one for us and then you can do one for you. But no, because he wanted he wanted to stop at Dark Knight. He didn't want to do Dark Knight Rises. He didn't want to do that at Dark all. Dark Knight Rises was great, in my opinion. And it's the weakest one. Nah, it's the Batman, weakest Batman one of the trilogy. Begins is- no, Batman, Batman Begins is probably one of the best origin story movies ever for comic books. It's one of the better comic like origin stories. Uh, but with him, what he he chose to do because obviously you see now the DC movies, they definitely look like more comic book movies. Yeah, his was he wanted it more grounded. He didn't want anybody with like powers or or nothing. Because think of if we would have added people with powers. The movie goes a little far, you know. He can the universe can expand a little further, but he decided to keep it as real as possible. That's why he the villains he picked were great. He chose Scarecrow, he chose Catwoman, he chose Joker, you know, Rachel Gould, Bane. None of these people technically have superpowers. They're realistic. Look, look yeah. what he did to Bane. He turned Bane into someone who was fucking huge because of chemicals, into someone who was just trained. To buy a league of assassins yeah. to kick ass. Exactly. And the way he fought and his intelligence. Bane didn't really have that kind of intelligence back in, you know, like the comic books. A lot of time he's portrayed as like a dumbass. But precisely, you know. Bane. So that's you would you wouldn't mind doing like a comic book movie. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I'd do Batman. Do a comedy. 
Oh fuck yeah! I gotta do comedy, but like a Hell smart yeah. comedy, right? Yeah, like one of those smart like one comedies. Of those comedies, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not not like the. I get it. I know what you know what I mean yeah, when yeah, I, I say like those smart comedies, <laughs> the ones that don't make yeah. a lot of money, but they're really they're good. They're fucking hilarious. They're yeah. super. I'd good. be one of those definitely. Get but fucking definitely, just being another Spanish director, man. That's one. That's one of my biggest things. You know, when I was graduating, I remember watching the Oscars and it was just straight white people. And then when I saw Inyarito win his Oscar back to back, and then Cuarón did. Oh, I got a, I got a question did. for you about. I that. was like, "Fuck, man! Spanish people could do this shit." Who's your pick out of the three amigos? Oh no, that's hard, man. Nah, I gotta give it. Come on, Inyarito, bro. Inyarito, bro. The Revenant, Birdman. That shit's unmatched. Birdman that's, that's, is. That's Birdman's a great you movie. You can't. Cuarón can't touch that. Who did that? That was you, of course. Are you tooted. <laughs> yeah that was I, Birdman Mike Keaton's he's God nah he's, he's God he's, he's, that movie's just and people hate it for some reason but why? I thought it was I love pretty it. good I thought it was pretty good it was fucking hilarious would you ever do a project in Spanish oh like like yeah. when he did uh, Roma yeah Roma's oh, beautiful I would go back to the motherland just find a, find a story out there about a mom or like you know like a, like orphan kids or something like that and just make a story out of that Dude, that would I'll, be the best thing ever I'll, I'll be a hand on that son yeah. Send me, like, I'll go with you and we'll not hold up a light or a microphone. Yeah, exactly. Go shoot in Colombia, make a film out of there. Make it supernatural. Like, yeah. as long as we stay away from the the bullshit that they always portray Colombians as in film. Oh, of course. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even dabble in that. Okay. I wouldn't even dabble in that. That's not what Colombia is. Because you hate that shit too. I hate it. Oh, dude, I didn't watch Narcos at all, dude. Any, and this like anything that's like Pablo Escobar esque. I'm just like, no, this isn't fucking funny, bro. Like this is this is my this is my family. Yeah, my family left that shit. To that's me. the you know thing. I mean? It's like, like yo, we have family that went cool. through. He wasn't that was a gangster. Tormented. Like he killed. People don't people. understand that. Like, I don't I don't care about his business acumen. The yeah. man was a terrorist. He blew up a plane. That's what I'm saying. And he killed. He basically had the government in his hands. You know? Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> Fuck Pablo, fuck Narcos, and any TV or movie involved in that kind of topic. So are you still more into film over, let's say, television? Because, you, you know, you know oh, nowadays, yeah. like, see a lot of people in film going to work in television. Yeah. What do you think of that, though? Like, do you like, do you think it's a good thing? I think it is a good thing yeah, because before TV was always reserved for, like, the lower list, like actors, yeah. you know, the people who couldn't get starring roles were on TV. But now you got people that are like star, like A list people, Oscar winners doing TV series. Because now they do like limited series, shorter shows. But what do you think of all that? You think you think that's good, right? Yeah, of course. TV? It's because TV, it's more consistent in terms of fans and in terms of work. So when you're working on a TV set, that's that's a job you know you got for months or years even. And you can and tell a longer basis, story. Like, yeah, exactly. You could tell along. Oh, look at look at Breaking Bad or Dexter, or no, nah, look at Lost. How many fucking seasons was that? Yeah, that shit kind of went a off the rails, have, though. Yeah, they, they, they. people still watched it though. People still finished it till the end, or like Walking Dead. Well, who's that? That was Lindelof, right? Yeah, it was Lindelof. Dude, he he lost me a lot with Lost. <laughs> no pun intended, but Watchmen. <laughs> oh, did you see Watchmen? Watchmen's untouchable. Watchmen's great. Watchmen's are great. Would you ever, if given the opportunity, consider doing television? Yeah, why not? I would do like a short series, like a limited okay. series on something. Probably something like biographic. Like on a streamer? What? Like on a streamer, like HBO Max and yeah, Netflix? Yeah, of course. That's where the money's at. I always want to do, I've always thought about this since I was like 12, which is fucking hilarious. I would make like a short series on Marvin Gaye. Or, mm-hmm. or Hector, because I feel like that, that his life story is just crazy. It's amazing. Wait, who else? Uh, Hector. Lavo? Nah, he was a gangster, bro. Marvin Gaye was a fucking man. Hector Lavo, yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. I, more Marvin that, though because I feel like Marvin's more influential people sleep on him bro like especially in R&B today his, his vocals and his lyrics are fucking there 
Like the weekend, you hear Marvin Gaye. In there, I would bro. love to see it. his estate is very protective of everything. Oh, of course, because he has a tragic ass ending, you know. But I would definitely do series on him. They sue for like everything. His life is so like up and down. It's great, phenomenal. <laughs> you know what? I think that about does it. I think we're yeah, good. I think about. we've covered a lot that we needed to cover. I do appreciate you for coming, Brian. No, thanks trying for to get me, you for a few months. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, nah, like I've seen what you do, so I know, you know, you are talented and you have an eye Thank for shit you, like that. Thank you. And just based off what I've seen on the Instagram, you guys, the stories that you guys want to tell is definitely stories that like people like us can also relate to, but then other underserved communities can also relate to. For example, your student project that you had to do. Yeah. That's definitely a community that it obviously you see it a lot more frequently now. They do get, you know, exposure, but it came from somebody who knew nothing about it. So that I think that's that's dope because not only are you shining in that light, but then you're also learning exactly along the way. Yeah. And educating yourself instead of waiting for someone to come do it. You're like, no, fuck it. I'm gonna teach myself. I'm going to jump in head first and teach myself about it. So I I, I appreciate that. And I, I'm looking forward to see all your projects next year, bro. Thank you. Thank you thank for you. coming. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you. Uh, this has been our one-on-one episode for Fifth Ward Media. Follow us on Instagram, DNA Short Film, D20 yes. Pictures. Okay. Where, yeah, where can everybody yeah. find you? D20 Pictures, DNA Short Film. Shout out Fifth Ward Media, our potty entertainment. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, brother. We're out of here. Until next time. Peace.